Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. UVA football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow tie wearing, brie cheese eating, NASCAR wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to punch people from UVA right in the neck. They wear suits to games. <laughs> That's absurd. Welcome back, everyone, to the Guys and Ties pod. This is Dustin. I'm here with Rob, and uh, hopefully my mic sounds better. I think I fixed it. Rob, how do I sound? You looking great. We're on Google Meet right now. Uh, how you feeling? Thanks, man. I'm good, dude. Uh, still in Chapel Hill, obviously. I'm rocking my Virginia shirt today, though. I wore my yeah. Orange Bowl shirt to class, so it was my first time repping UVA gear and official UNC classes, so... That was good. But yeah, glad glad to have you on the mic, man, and glad to uh talk about this season, dude. Kick off on Saturday. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I'm excited. I I'm think I'm gonna go to the game just for like do a day trip, but haven't officially planned it yet. But I think I think that's my plan is to go see Richmond. And I, I'm hoping it's gonna be f- a fun time. You know, we'll see. Speaking of a fun time. You went to the UNC game on Saturday against uh, Florida A&M University, and I want the lowdown. How was it? Was it a good time? Are UNC fans better fans than UVA fans? Dude, they're like pretty similar. I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. I mean, similar schools. It's not like UNC was necessarily packing the house for Florida A&M, mm-hmm. uh, but it was a fun time. It was different being at a game without a real rooting interest, uh, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. I mean, I guess I technically should pull for Carolina, but part of me wanted the upset. So, And yeah. Florida A&M moved the ball on him, and we'll, we'll mm-hmm. talk about Carolina here in a little bit, but okay. it was fun. I was glad to go. Okay, he doesn't want to give too much away. I see. <laughs> I understand. But yeah, so I mean, that sounds that sounds like you had a fun time. Looked like you had a fun time. You put out some bonus content afterwards. So uh, always a good time from Rob. And we're going to get into it. Today is the day season preview. We're going to do a full season preview going through all 12 games. And we're going to see where we come out. I I have no idea. I was telling Rob before we started recording. I think it's a fine line between four and eight and eight and four and, you know, all the all in between as well. I think that this team can be really good or super average. And then there's definitely the chance that we could not do so well. So we'll hash it all out and let's just jump right into it, Rob. So 
first game is next week against Richmond, 1230. Best kickoff time, I think, and one that we're used to as when we were in school <laughs> at UVA. How do you feel about Richmond? I, I'm not I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried either. I think Virginia comes in and gets a win. I think it could be maybe a little close in the first half, but in the third quarter, UVA starts to pull away a little bit. Honestly, pretty similar to how the opener last year against William and Mary went. Mm -hmm. um, but the obvious concern here is the offensive line. It is going to be the first time we see the offensive line together. Doesn't look like Jonathan Leach is going to be playing. So you're probably going to have two to three freshmen on that starting group. So to me, that's the main storyline going into this game is how does that offensive line hold up? Yeah, and I think it'll be interesting too to see how much, you know, we've talked about them running the ball a lot. How much are they actually going to run it? Are they going to give it to Brennan and let him do his thing and sling it all over the field? Or are they going to kind of keep it low down and low key for the first game? Um, I, I kind of hope Jay Wolfolk gets some run maybe in the third or fourth quarter if depending on how the game is going and i'm excited to see how the defense steps up i'm really looking forward to seeing if they can really shut down richmond um so yeah i i, I think i mean this should be a cakewalk you know we know it's not always the case especially with first first games for new coaches so the the last one didn't go so well so i i think that I would like a statement win from Elliot in his first game. Absolutely. And this is really the game where a lot of our questions get answered. You know, we see the defense and the new scheme. We see what the new offense looks like. There's been all this talk about the running back rotation. We'll get to see kind of the split and carries there with Paris Jones, Mike Collins, potentially Cody Brown. So a lot of questions are going to get answered. I'm with you. I do think Virginia gets it done. You know, what we got to remember too is that when Bronco lost in that first game against Richmond, A, it was a dramatically different situation. He inherited a team that was not in good shape. Uh, B, I think he'll admit he probably approached that season in the wrong way. He should have focused a bit more on football um, than he probably did. And three, you know, Richmond was actually a good team that year. You know, mm -hmm. they had an NFL quarterback. Uh, I think it was Kyle Lalletta at the time. Mm -hmm. They looked good. So this Richmond team, they were six and five last year, uh, not really expecting that same level of competition. So I think yeah. Virginia, again, I think it's somewhat close in the first half, but they pull away in the second half uh, and get start the season one and up. Yeah, that's, that's what I expect too. Um, it's going to be a nice day. It's supposed to be 79, sunny. Rob, how many people are going to go to this game over under uh, 35,000? I think we'll be over 35,000 because we have to remember as the students, the first years especially, always show up for that first mm. game. So I think yeah. we'll get a good turnout of the first year students especially. So I'll say like forty-two to 45,000 range would be okay. my guess. I hope people come out for – Tony Elliott's first game. I think because I think that he's done a great job of connecting to the community and also, you know, just being being present and and engaging the students. I don't know if you saw this, but the the university put out a video of the like first years in the student section and it looked pretty full. They I think yeah. they got a lot of them there. 
I would I would wager about three thousand of them were in that section, and they they got it pretty filled up. So I'm hoping they come out. You know, it's a fun time. Should be nice out, and I'm I'm hoping to go there and and see some see some people and see it see it filled. Fill fill the hill, fill that hill. Enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. I'm <laughs> jealous. Um, but I guess moving on to week two, then. So we both have a win week one. Week two, how are you feeling about Illinois, Dustin? So I spent some time on Saturday watching the Illinois game. They played Wyoming in week zero. And so they actually probably have an advantage in that regard. They get first year, first week jitters out of the way. They get their team together and they're at home two weeks in a row. So they pretty much beat the brakes off Wyoming and 38 to six. They didn't give up a touchdown and they looked pretty good for the for the majority of the game. They moved the ball really well. They had a great uh running game and their offensive line really moved Wyoming kind of just all over the field. Now I'm hoping that our defense is better than Wyoming's. I'm hoping that our offense is also better than Wyoming's. So if I had to guess, I would guess that this is a shootout. And I would say that we're going to need Brennan and we're going to need our offensive line to step up and we're going to need our defensive line to step up too and, and get some pressure on their, uh, their quarterback DeVito, who had a pretty solid game, 27 of 37, almost 200 yards, two touchdowns. And really it was their, their running backs, especially Brown, uh, 151 yards, two touchdowns on 19 carries. So he had a great game and, you know, they they had a great game as well. ESPN is saying that they have it's 61-38. I think it's more of a coin flip. I think it's more of a toss-up, really, because like and we'll know a lot more after our game against Richmond, but it just seems like, you know, Illinois is never known as being great, you know? And yeah. so I, I think that we have a chance to go on the road and get a solid win. I like it. And I think this one's going to be tough. And as you saw, you know, the the 38 to 6 win against Wyoming a week zero, they'll play Indiana next weekend before uh, they play Virginia. I think this is going to be a much different game, though, than the Illinois game last year. If you remember, mm-hmm. Virginia kind of rolled in that game 42 to 14. That was the coming out party for Jelani Woods. Uh, but I think this is going to be slightly different. For one, it's on the road. Uh, and also, you know, this will be Tony Elliott's first road game as a head mm-hmm. coach. And I think we are starting to see Brett Bielma's identity a little bit uh, seep into this Illinois football program. You know, when he's at Wisconsin, when he's at uh, Arkansas, it was really a run first identity. And I think that's something that they're starting to get into play here at Illinois. So, I might be in the minority here, but I think Virginia is going to trip up one game early this season. To me, this is the most likely game. I actually see Virginia losing this game. Yeah, I you know, and I think that if that happens, that would be like a you know classic Virginia thing. And this this is not if we do lose, I don't think it'd be un, uh, unexpected, especially considering offensive line is banged up and inexperienced. Defense is unproven, untested, and hopefully coming off a week against Richmond where we kind of roll and maybe just go through the motions a little bit. 
I'm hoping that's not the case. We have a veteran quarterback, best wide receivers in the country. I'm I'm looking for a fun game at, at Illinois, and I, I think we can pull it off. I'm going to and All right. I like it. Which brings us into week three against Old Dominion. Dustin, how do you feel about the Monarchs? I like it. I like the Monarchs. Uh, I like the 2 p.m. slot on ACC Network, you know, trying to slide in in between Big Ten and SEC action. You know, we got to corner the market on those games. And I, you know, it's, this is not another, I think, I mean, they're better than Richmond, but this is not a game we should lose. This is not a game that we should struggle in. And I think after uh, after a tough game against Illinois, looking to see some guys get back in the motions, looking to see the defense maybe step up a little bit and get get our guys some rest too before a kind of gauntlet ACC schedule on the back half. Yeah, I agree. I think this is actually probably a pretty easy win for UVA. I think they bounce back well after losing at Illinois the week before and, you know, my little scenario. Uh, I also think you look at ODU, they have a pretty tough start to the season. Now they're a recent uh, addition to FBS, but they open the season on Friday uh, with a game against Virginia Tech, and then they play East Carolina before playing QVA. So for a team like ODU, you know, two ACC games in the first three weeks plus East Carolina, that's a pretty tough road, and I think they're going to be a bit worn out um, coming to Charlottesville, mm-hmm. day game, afternoon game. I feel like, you know, if Virginia has any, like, tricky business, it's like a noon kickoff or, like, a late-night kickoff when there's expectations. I feel like when they're kind of buried at, you know, 2 or 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. they tend to do okay. So I think Virginia rolls in this one, and I think they win, actually, pretty easily. Yeah, I'll say it's better than the 11 o'clock slot that we got a couple times last that year. That is true. It's just, just so awful. <laughs> so bad. Uh, yeah, so we're so I'm 3-0. and You're 2-1 and after this, and we're moving right along. Let's go on to our next game, which is at Syracuse. Now, this is one that I'm questioning, too. This is a, not a homecoming game, but it's a rival game with, with Anai and Beck. Uh, two coaches who left UVA when Bronco left. Rob, how do you feel about Syracuse? Syracuse, you never think of them as a football school, but they always seem to do some, they always seem to have like a good game every season. You know, they've beat Clemson before in the dome. Uh, A lot of people can fit in there. There's nothing else to do in Syracuse. How do you feel about going up there? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a really tough game. And it's crazy to think about, you know, Syracuse has been in the ACC for almost a decade at this point, and this will be the first time UVA is playing. Uh, It's not the Carrier Dome anymore, but at the Carrier Dome. It's the the JMA Wireless Dome. Yeah. The (laughs) last time UVA played there, actually, I want to say was 2005. And I know it was Marcus Hayden was our quarterback in that game. So it's been a long time since UVA's played there. Really? Have we yeah. only played them once since they've been in the ACC? We have, and that was, it was 2015 like, in Charlottesville. It was the quadruple overtime yeah, exactly. game, right? Yeah, that game was yeah. crazy and embarrassing because neither <laughs> team was good. But uh, it, fun, it was a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> so this would be an exciting game. And like you said, storylines abound with uh, Robert and I and Jason Beck. 
up in Syracuse. I will say Syracuse is coming off a five and seven season. Dino Babers, their head coach, is probably coaching for his job this season. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of pressure there. But my take here is that Virginia is going to come into this game. They're going to have the experienced quarterback, uh, you know, four games into the season. Hopefully the offensive line is starting to gel a little bit. I think at the end of the day, Virginia is probably just a better team than Syracuse. Now I'm fascinated to see what that Syracuse offense looks like. They have a great running back in Sean Tucker. Uh, I feel like there's some, you know, some perception that Robert and I hates to run the ball, but I think he's is going to run the ball a little bit. I think he's going to play to his, the running back strengths, but at the end of the day, I think this is a game that Virginia should win. I expect it to be close down to the wire, you know, Friday night on the road, but I do think Virginia wins this game. What do you think? I agree. I, I really want to believe that we're going to win. And, you know, I'm looking at Syracuse's schedule right now. They've got a pretty brutal schedule this year. They're playing a lot of teams. Their first four games are Louisville at home at UConn. Purdue at home, Virginia at home. And so they're, they've got a lot of games at home. The back half, the back seven is a really tough stretch by ACC standards. You, they've got NC State at home, at Clemson, Notre Dame at home, at Pitt, Florida State at home, at Wake, and then at Boston College. So they're going to have that. Syracuse really needs this game probably if they're going to want bowl eligibility they's they've got a lot of tough tough games back there and you know i mean these are all preseason rankings but five out of those last seven teams are ranked uh in pre preseason in the acc so they're expected to be good with clemson and notre dame being in the top five uh virginia is also probably going to need this game you know we've got a tough well it's not as tough our schedule's pretty weak compared to that but <laughs> But, you know, we we need wins, too. I, this is our first ACC game of the year. I, I'm really looking forward to to seeing what Elliot can do. I mean, he's played in the ACC before, so he, he probably knows Syracuse and uh, used to play them more than Virginia has. But I, I'm nervous for this game. You know, Friday night, short week on ESPN. So... You know, I think we'll come out of it alive. I'm not sure that we'll be totally satisfied with how it happens, though. I really, I, I think that we might come out of this being like, oh, you know, I'm not sure we're so good anymore. <laughs> and that is a good point that uh, I hadn't thought of. I heard this elsewhere, but, you know, Tony Elliott coming from Clemson in the Atlantic, they played Syracuse every year because they're Mm -hmm. also in the Atlantic. So there hopefully is some familiarity there that Tony Elliott can take advantage of. Um, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a really close game. Uh, Wouldn't shock me if UVA loses, honestly, but I I think UVA does come out on top here. Mm -hmm. All right, perfect. Now, our next game, I don't even know if we should even mention it. At Duke, you know, cupcake game (laughs) you know (laughs) i like it you know duke went back to the old duke football last year of being like ah it's just it's just duke you know no no worries and we're at duke too um uva got pretty lucky this year with their schedule just based on who we play at home versus who we play on the road for for the most part you know illinois is a tough game syracuse could be tough duke you know it's it's lucky that we play one of the worst teams 
in the country on the road. And and that's I think that's something to be thankful for. And I I, I am thankful for that. You know, because we have some other tougher games down the stretch that I like that we are playing at home for. So I think we win. I think we beat Duke. Yeah, I think I think so too. I will say I think Mike Elko was a great hire for them. Uh, you know, the storyline leading up to this game will be that Tony Elliott essentially chose between Duke and UVA for the head coaching job. Obviously, mm-hmm. he chose UVA. So there'll be some storylines here, too. This will also be our first time playing at Duke since 2018. It's kind of the flip of Miami. Duke has come yeah. to UVA for the past three years. So it'll be interesting going to that game. I actually hope to make it to that game. That's only about a 10-minute drive from me. Yeah. So I hope to make that game. Um, but I agree. I think Duke has some potential, you know, Duke is actually winning some recruiting battles head to head against UVA right now. So I'm curious to see how the trajectory of its program goes in the next few years. But for now, this is a team coming off of a two and nine, and then I think a two and 10 season the past Mm -hmm. two years. So I just don't think Duke has the roster to keep up with UVA. So I do see this as a UVA win, especially with the turnover from you know, new coach and transfers in and out, you know, it's just really tough when, when you're that far in the dumpster and then you got to like restart. It's just, you know, we know it, you know, think of the Bronco first couple of years. It's just hard. And so, well, maybe basically just the first year, but yeah, I, th- I think it's an easy win. Easy. Win. Right. I'm not, I'm not even worried about it. I'm a regret All saying right. that. Yeah, we'll remember this clip. I have a I have a question for you. If you can't make the Duke UVA game, the Tar Heels are playing Tech at home that weekend. So would you rather hate cheer or would you rather cheer cheer? I'd rather cheer cheer. My okay. ideal scenario, I've already been telling people this, is that UVA Duke kickoff is at noon and then Virginia Tech UNC kickoff is at 7.30, so okay. I can pull the doubleheader. That's what I'm hoping for. That would be great. Do you know if they do that a lot just because of maybe traffic reasons or people who would go to both games? I feel like that would be a smart move for the tri-state, or not tri-state, the, the triangle, triangle, the research yeah. triangle. I don't know. I mean, that sounds smart, but it I don't does, know. It does sound smart. <laughs> it does sound smart. I'm interested. Also, I guess NC State's a little farther away, but you know, I wonder if they do that too. I wonder if they communicate. I don't know. Like I'm seeing the world from a whole different perspective down here. It's okay. it's interesting. <laughs> they do it differently in Carolina. Oh yeah. Speaking of different, let's move on to Louisville, who is one of the I think more interesting matchups that we're gonna have this year based on like you know is this an easier game or a or is this a winnable game or a losable game and i think you know last year was a tough game you know honestly probably should have lost it uh if not for some kicking miracles but how do you feel about louisville coming in week after duke and um going into the bye week the next week yeah so quick recap right now you have uva undefeated actually <laughs> at five and oh i, I, I have it, sounds, it sounds crazy <laughs> i have uva at four and one but listen you know we're uva needs to make hay in the front half of the schedule because as we'll see it's going to get a lot 
uh, more difficult soon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think this is a big game. UVA is at four and one. Now the last two games against Louisville with Malik Cunningham as the quarterback, which he's come back, which for I believe is his super senior year, uh, they've been, you know, to an extent shootouts, at least in the second half. 2020 game, you know, that was back and forth, and ultimately UVA pulled away late. 2021 game, Virginia was actually down, I believe it was 30 to 13 in the fourth quarter and makes that amazing comeback mm-hmm. uh and win. So I expect this to be uh, back and forth game, really competitive. I think like from a pure fan standpoint, this might be the most competitive game we've seen yet. I will say Malik Cunningham really does scare me though. Um, yeah. he's so elusive. I think he's come a long way as a passer of the football. If you remember him a few years ago, you know, if you could stop him from running, you pretty much had Louisville beat. Mm-hmm. He can really beat you both ways. And I think He's a just a different type of quarterback, the first quarterback like that that UVA is going to face this season. And and what will probably be a big game for UVA, uh, I I just kind of feel like Louisville, you know, has one here. The football series has been split 50-50 recently. Um, I think Louisville, after losing the past few years, is going to come out ahead. What I do you just, think? You know, I, I'm just nervous about this game because this is a game that we're at home. You know, hopefully at this point, if if everything goes to my plan, we'll be five and zero, and maybe even garnering some national attention. Hopefully at this point, Brendan has shown that he's a really good quarterback, one of the top NFL quarterback prospects, probably going into this year. And my hope is that the fans start coming out and start really going for this team. This will be the just the third home game of the whole year and it's in early October, second week of October. So it, you know, it's, it's a big time, big time game. And based on how we do earlier in the season, it's really going to depend on how many people come out. October football is perfect. It is so nice. It can be warm, but not too warm. It can be cool. You can wear a hoodie. You know, there's a lot of different flavors for October football. And I think that, the Louisville game is really going to depend on how the fans react and how they come out. I think if we have a good show out and we don't let too many Louisville fans come in, I think we can have a really good, good game. You know, if we get 40, 50,000 people in there, I think that this team can win. And I think that we got to show support for that team. I'm, I'm putting this on the fans. This game's on the fans. I'm not going to answer it. What do the fans do then? You got to pick a pick a win. I think we win. Loss. I I think okay. based I think based on how this team is doing, um, I think we win. I think that if, however, it's right before the bye week, we might have some guys beat up, might have some guys injured. I'm nervous that because you know we talked about the O line already so thin. If we have a couple more injuries to that, our season could really go down south real fast. I think that we lose if we have a couple injuries here and there. I think if we're healthy and we're playing well, I think we could pull it off. All right. Look at Dustin, man. Six and oh. Six and oh. First half of the schedule. Six and oh, baby. I, you know, I'm a fan before I'm an analyst. <laughs> I'm not a really good, I'm not very good at, at thinking critically about UVA football. I think I just go with my heart and it kills me every year. Kills me. 
That's all right, man. I love the energy. I'm at right. four and two. And listen, the games that I've picked as losses could certainly be wins as well. So I don't think it's that crazy. Okay. But a nice, a nice little uh, first half of the season heading into the bye. Mm-hmm. I like it, and I really actually like this bye week. You know, our our early schedule. We got that weird Friday game thrown in there on the short week, and then we have an extra day for Duke, which doesn't really matter but we do get a full week and a half before georgia tech and i say week and a half because georgia tech's on a thursday which is gonna be fun so add georgia tech on a thursday and then jumping ahead just a little bit we got miami at home the next week so we got two long weeks in a row for a game against a mid-tier coastal team and a what people think are is a high tier team, but is really just a garbage trash team in Miami. And I don't, tr- I hate Miami so much, but we'll get to them later. Uh, Georgia Tech, Rob, how do you feel about Georgia Tech? Uh, I think it's what year four since, um, uh, what's his face yeah, left? Jeff Collins. Yeah. Yeah. It's year four and it's first three years. Uh, he has won three games each of those years. Mm-hmm. So I think he is coaching from his, for his job this season, much like Dino Babers up in Syracuse. I will say their schedule is just brutal. I mean, in addition to the ACC Atlantic slate, they're out of conference games, Western Carolina, they should be able to win that. But then they play Ole Miss, UCF, mm-hmm. and of course, Georgia to end the season. So that's a Mike London non-conference schedule if I've ever seen it. And their cross games are Clemson at home and then at Florida State. Yeah, no, they've they've got it's a tough brutal. draw this year. It's brutal. It's almost yeah. worse than Syracuse. I don't think yeah. it's worse than Syracuse, but it's bad. It's really bad. I mean, I I don't expect Jeff Collins to survive this season. I'll admit that. Uh yeah. Georgia Tech, though, before this game, they actually do have the same bye week as UVA. So they will be coming to play UVA after a bye week. But listen, you know, Thursday there might be some energy in Atlanta or there might not. People might just be checked out at this point. I really don't know. Uh, But I think Virginia wins this game. Again, this is just a game that Virginia is the better team. You know, I'm not saying the offensive line is going to be perfect at this point, but I feel like by this point in the season, they'll be generally accustomed. They'll probably play at a similar level from here forward. Uh, So I do think UVA you know, rebounds, if you will, after a loss to Louisville. I think Virginia probably plays it close here in the first half, but then probably pulls away in the second uh, for, let's say, a two-touchdown win over Georgia Tech. I like UVA here. Now, I got a question. Does Georgia Tech's coach make it to UVA? Like, does he make it through the season? They got Clemson, Western Carolina, is a bye game, Ole Miss, at UCF, at Pitt, Duke at home. I think he makes it. I think he finishes out the season. Okay. Uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't. I mean, this would be a, a Justin Fuente situation in Blacksburg if that was the case. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I don't think it's a bad question at all to wonder if he's still coaching at this point, especially coming out of a bye for them. Maybe they'll pull yeah. the plug after six games and say, yeah. Here, you know, new coach, go for yeah, it. Especially if they get just absolutely plastered by Pitt or Ole Miss or UC or 
all of them. If they lose to Duke, I think he's done. You know, I I just I I, I feel bad for the guy, but I I think that UVA keeps the party going and goes seven and zero against Georgia Tech. I agree. I playing in Bobby Dodd Stadium is tough. I, have you have you ever been to a game there? I never have. No. When Georgia Tech's good, it's a really fun atmosphere. The the fans get really into it. The students are great. Uh, Ramblin' Wreck is a really catchy song if you're if 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 you're cheering for it. <laughs> Me and my dad went when I was touring colleges. We went to a foot. We I toured Georgia Tech and I went. To, we went to a game and we just got uh, hammered. Uh, it was that would have been 2012. So it was like. A really bad year they still had the triple option we lost like 50 to 7 or something and it was a miserable time <laughs> it was a cool place so yeah I yeah, know, but, yeah go on uh, i was just gonna say virginia you know it's not like duke because where duke has been in charlottesville the past three years because uva did not play georgia tech in 2020 during the COVID year but uva has not played at bobby died uh since 2018 which was an overtime loss. So it's been a while since we've played there as well. Was that the game that Brennan had to come in for yeah. Perkins for like yep. a drive? And he scored yep. a touchdown. Yeah, touchdown pass to Joe Reed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's been a while since we've been there. Okay, okay. Well, maybe Joe Reed's got good juju in Bobby Dodd. So I guess we'll <laughs> see. guess we'll see. And uh, that will be... I want to get on a Thursday, prime time, 7.30 ESPN. It's already locked in. And they can't take that away from us. So <laughs> so we'll be on ESPN a, uh, at least two times this year, which will be pretty fun. Pretty fun. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Yeah. Uh, you ready to move on or you got more Georgia Tech stuff? Let's move on, man. All right. Big game the next week. Big Miami game next comes week. comes to Charlottesville. Preseason ranked number 16 uh, with a 
and the re- part of the reason I hate Miami is just the smugness of a team that hasn't been relevant since before they joined the ACC, you know, and mm-hmm. they've been okay. They have a f- football program that's been more successful than UVA's, but the way that they tromp around and stuff it just is uh, infuriating sometimes. And it's really maddening when they, and pretty much everyone else thinks that Van Dyke is a better quarterback than Armstrong. And there's just no way that that's true, at least from from a college perspective. You know, I think Brennan is far and beyond a better quarterback. And to have all these lists of quarterbacks with Van Dyke ahead of him is maddening. So I really want to beat Miami. And I, <laughs> and I don't know if it's going to happen. I feel that. Listen, I I think Tyler Van Dyke is a great quarterback, and he really showed well in the second half of the season. And mm-hmm. it seems like a lifetime ago that you know uh, Derek King was actually the starter for Miami Week One, yeah. and their season was going down the drain before Tyler Van Dyke came in after King got hurt. So I think he's a great player, and you know I think he will play well this season. But I'll tell you, I'm actually buying the Mario Cristobal hype more than the Tyler Van Dyke height. Okay. And I have Miami winning this game primarily because of Cristobal and the staff that he brought in. Mm-hmm. You know, Cristobal comes in as really a bona fide hire. I think he is, you know, we've said this so many times before that Miami makes this head coaching change, whoever it may be, Al Golden, you know, mm-hmm. whoever it may be, and they're on track, you know, they're ready to go. But I think this hire is just very, very solid. He brings in a great coaching staff with him as well. Uh, I think Miami might be rolling by this part of the season. Mm-hmm. And Virginia, I think it could be a close game, but I actually see this as a Miami win. So Miami's schedule up to this point is pretty easy. And if they have the preseason hype, they're probably going to be really highly ranked by this point, unless they slip up. They've got Bethune-Cookman first, Southern Miss at home. Their big game is at Texas A&M, which is a make-or-break game for A&M's season. A&M has title hopes, and they need to win that game. That's a 9 o'clock game on ESPN. That's a huge game. Uh, Then they got Middle Tennessee, North Carolina, at Tech, Duke at home, and then they got us. uh, they're, They're coming to Charlottesville. And... You know, to be quite frank, Miami doesn't play great in Charlottesville. The last couple times they've come have been really big wins for this Virginia team. And it's always fun to play Miami. The the Who's always bring it when when they play Miami at home. And I think this could be a really fun game. I'm nervous that this is the game we lose, but just because of some talent differences. You know, I'm afraid of the offensive line. I'm afraid our, of our secondary. I'm afraid for, um, you know, if there's injuries or if – because, you know, Brennan's injury prone, and I hope to God he stays healthy. But with a suspect offensive line, it's ner- I'm nervous. And so if we have not Brennan in there or if we have a patchwork offensive line with some tight ends or some stupidness that has to happen – it's going to go poorly. And I, at this point in the season, this is where, you know, depth 
and talent really start to help you because you have all that you have that backup you have the backups and you've got the people to help you and virginia doesn't necessarily have that kind of like what miami has i think this is our first loss so i think we're i think we're seven and one at this point all right well hey that's a hell of a run if we make it that far before the first loss (laughs) i know i know but hey i i think we can beat miami too i think that I think that this offense is going to go crazy. I really do. They're so fun to watch. And I know it's a new scheme and the new coordinator. So I guess we'll see what happens. But watching Brennan and the wide receivers last year is so fun. And with Lavelle Davis coming back, I think it's just going to be even funner. Yeah, no, I, I agree certainly on that point. But I think both of us, you know, buyer beware. But I think both of us kind of are buying the Miami hype right now. So, yeah, but I hate I hate that I am. I am disappointed. Oh, I, do too. I mean, how many times have we bought the Miami hype only to be let down? Pretty much every year since they joined the ACC. They're posers. They're posers <laughs> every year. And I and I just I just I just dislike that. I dislike that. But you know, let's go ahead. We'll move on. All right. To UNC, actually. So House I'll divided for Rob. Uh yeah. <laughs> I'll go ahead and jump in on this one just because I watched them play the other night. Uh-huh. I really was not impressed. You know, I think Drake may looks pretty good. I think he'll be efficient for them. They've got some young talented running backs, uh, including George Petaway, a Virginia guy that uh, UVA went after Josh Downs is a great receiver. So they moved the ball on offense and were pretty efficient. So I, I don't think offense will be the problem with them. I think their defense is going to underperform though. And, you know, the defense against a way, way outmatched Florida A&M team really didn't look the part to me. Florida A&M moved up and down the field pretty easily for the little bit. Uh, now, Noah Taylor, you know, obviously Virginia transfer, as we know, he got a sack in that game, but can't say there was much resistance on that rush. Uh, but I think it, a lot of it comes down to the DBs, too. The DBs, they recruit at such a high level for them to you know, give up the catches and the yards that they do. I think this game will be a shootout, uh, but I think UVA wins. And I think Mac Brown continues to be winless in Charlottesville. Okay. I like it. I love it. I am. Is Mac Brown a fraud? (laughs) Is he, is he a bad coach? Tell me this. I, he's a great recruiter. Yeah. That's not what I said. (laughs) I didn't say that. I agree with you. He's a, he recruits at a phenomenal level. Not a great coach, you know. Anyway, I think he's I think he's doing the NIL great. And I think Carolina has a lot of potential for NIL stuff, especially with Jordan Brand. You know, they got a lot of companies down in Carolina that are great, but um, he's got to coach those kids, man. I mean, he's he's taking them all from Virginia, wasting their talent, and then we just keep beating them. I think we win this game too. I I think we do. It's same thing. I think this Carolina team might remind us similarly of our team last year where our offense was really good and our defense was really bad and it just kind of ruined the season for us. And um, I, I think that 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 could be their downfall is their defense. I think if you give Brennan any room to fit a ball in, I think he's going to take it. And if if FAMU could get open against Carolina – our receivers can get open against Carolina. So I'm looking forward to to beating them up 
in Charlottesville again. I love it. I love it. So with three games to go, I have UVA at six and three. Dustin at eight and one. Sitting pretty. Probably ranked. Probably top yeah. 20 right now. Probably leading the coastal. <laughs> you know? Who are we going to play in the ACC is where you've got to playing at. in the championship. <laughs> Which brings us to Pitt. Uh Pitt is always a tough game, man. Even mm. the game we won in 2019, that was a physical game. Mm. Um, it was a physical game last year, even though it was really a shootout. Yeah. Um, I think this game is fascinating. I really view this as a, a toss-up. Um, but I kind of am leaning towards Pitt here. I think Pitt is fascinating, again, just because I have no idea how they're going to turn out. You know, you lose – uh, Addison to USC, you lose Pickett to the NFL. Uh, but there's a lot of hype around there. And, you know, as crazy as it sounds, I think it's crazy at least. Desmond Howard this weekend put Pittsburgh in his college football playoff. I saw that. Yeah. I, I think it's wild. I, that's I don't outrageous. Know where that comes from. That, that's crazy. <laughs> you, know, you know, like even, like, yeah, the, no one else is saying that. And he, yeah, he's no, going to look, no one else is saying that. He's going to look foolish. <laughs> In like two weeks when they lose to uh, who, who, what's their schedule? Like they play West Virginia. Yeah. They, if they lose to West Virginia week one, uh, roasted done. <laughs> and then they got West Virginia and then Tennessee. That is a tough back-to-back schedule. So if they can beat both of those teams, you know, neither ranked, they're both, um, or at least West Virginia is a neutral site game. I don't know if Tennessee is, I think that might be a, just a regular home game, but you know, the rest of their schedule is pretty easy. If they can get through those two games, they're going to be sitting pretty. They, then they play Western Michigan, Rhode Island, Georgia tech, Virginia tech, Louisville, North Carolina, Syracuse, Virginia, Duke at Miami. That Miami game is the only game that they play a preseason ranked opponent. And I'm not sure unless the team goes eight and one, like I'm saying they will, Uh, they're not going to play probably another ranked team the whole season. So those two games are going to be really important for this pit team. And if they win those two games, then, you know, they might be looking at some playoff, some playoff rankings this late in the season. And this Virginia game is going to be really big for them. So how do you think it goes? I hate playing pit because they're always so sound. I feel like every year, they are more disciplined and more uh, savvy with the ball than we are. Uh, just thinking about, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, you know, pre-COVID when they had that fantastic offensive line and run game, they just ran it down our throats the whole game. I think, mm-hmm. I think Pickett was also the quarterback in that game and he was not good. <laughs> Yeah, that was before he was good. Kenny Pickett yeah. was like kind of trash for three years, and then was amazing last year. Yeah, he went. He like went through puberty and got really good <laughs> his senior year of college. And so, yeah, but that they just ran down their throats, and then a couple of years later, they just air it air raided out over us. And I think they're fascinating because no matter what they do, they do it really well. I think that they're a great team. I'm nervous we're gonna lose this one. And it's, you know, it's funny. The only two games I think we should lose are against the preseason ranked teams, which is ridiculous because there's no the, the preseason rankings don't mean anything. So I think we're going to learn a lot about Pitt the first couple of weeks. And I'm going to reserve 
you know, really holding out hope for a win until we see how they do against West Virginia in that neutral site game. I think we have a really, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it'll be close, especially if we're, if both teams are really healthy, if our offensive line is playing, I feel like I say this every game, offensive line, (laughs) defense, Brennan healthy. Um, I think, I think it's going to be a really good game. And I think that this team could go well. I must say it's a loss though. I'm going to say it's a loss. I'm going to say that at this point in the season, we're winding down. I like that it's a home game. I do too. Actually, third home game in a row, which is mm-hmm. nice. But I'm with you. I think this is ultimately a loss for UVA. Um, I could see it going the other way. I mean, it'll be a big game. I mean, heck, like like we've said the past few games, is if, if UVA is following your trajectory, man, eight and one, this is a really, really big game. Um, yeah. But I, I do think this is a loss for me. It brings UVA to six and four on the season, heading mm-hmm. into the final of uh, final game of the four game homestand against Coastal Carolina. Yeah, I'm nervous for Coastal Carolina. I hate that we scheduled this game. There's no, there's no good thing that can come from this game. I hate this game. I do too. I mean, obviously, you know, we're both saying the same thing. It's a difficult game. The other thing that I'll say that I really dislike about this game is that it's a difficult game the week before we played Virginia Tech. Yeah, I don't like that. If you remember the years we've played Virginia Tech close, we typically have an easier game there. You know, Virginia mm-hmm. should have won in 2018. Um, they did win in 2019. And both of those years, they had Liberty before the Virginia Tech game. Yeah. So that's my two cents. Yeah, it's just tough. And, you know, if you're going to, I mean, if you're going to schedule an FBS team like before tech don't make it one that's been ranked the previous years you know uh they had a great team last year and or i don't know if it was last year or a couple of years ago but they they've had some good teams recently and it's just scary i think we should win i'm i'm just a little nervous i'm not really nervous but i i think that you know I'm angry that they scheduled this game <laughs> when they did. You know, if we played them, if we switched this in ODU, I feel way different. Yeah. Or this in this enrichment. If we open with Coastal Carolina, I think that's a cool game to open with. You know, you know, we might lose, but at least it's like a kind of game that, you know, might be might be fun to watch. But this just in the end of November, end of a four game uh home stretch. I think it's just a tough game, and I hate that they scheduled it here. I think we're going to win. All right. I like it. You and I share the same thoughts here. Coastal Carolina, good team. If you remember a couple of years ago, that was like a top 10 matchup, the 2020 season versus mm-hmm. them and uh, BYU, yeah, which was really fun. Um, and Grayson McCall is a great quarterback. And not only is he great, he's really efficient. Last year, he threw 27 touchdowns to just three interceptions and the 73% uh completion rate so he's a good quarterback he's efficient i think though uva pulls out ahead here i think there is an advantage playing at home late in the season coastal carolina they're a good team but they're admittedly not on the road against power five teams very often um i think this will be you know a noticeable step up in competition for them and i think virginia ekes it out is probably the best way to say it i think it'll be really close you know this is going to be the quarterback matchup because UVA mm-hmm. has played, you know, some good quarterbacks at this point, but 
Coastal Carolina, having McCall and Armstrong on the field together, I think it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Um, but I do think Virginia pulls this one out. McCall can sling it. You know, he, I was just looking at his stats. He throws 73% completion rate, but Brennan, Brennan's got a better arm. And I think Brennan's got more talent around him too. You know, Brennan had about 1500 more yards than McCall did in playing. I I'm guessing fewer games. I'm not sure if McCall was hurt at all last year, but Brennan was out for, uh, two, two ish games. And still had 1,500 yards on him. So, you know, I think our offense is better. I think that it's more dynamic. I think we probably should have the players to compete against Coastal Carolina at this point. I say it's a win. All right, which brings us into the final game of the season. At Virginia Tech, man, I hate this game every year. How do you feel like it goes? Rob, you, we don't, no, we don't, we don't talk about this. We don't, we don't guess this game. This has happened the past couple of years. We don't talk. We just ignore it. We don't, we don't guess because the one time that we guessed, uh, we we botched it, and then the next year we didn't guess, and all was all was better. So, um, yeah, I just I hate every year. This game is so so stressful because it means so much for no reason, right? I just wish. I just wish we were better. And you know, this past year they were better at basketball too. And it's just everything's they were good awful. at baseball. They were better at baseball than us. Right. We got lacrosse. Yeah. We, <laughs> we'll, we'll got lacrosse. Their women's lacrosse team isn't bad though. No, I mean, they're good. this, yeah, this is, yeah, it's tough. I hate it's, this game. I'll just put this out there. Um, Virginia hasn't won in Blacksburg since 1998. That's 24 years. You know, I'll believe it when I see it at this point. Virginia should win. Let me put it that way. They should mm-hmm. win. They have the better team. Mm-hmm. You know, it's probably too early to judge coaching staffs, but mm-hmm. I like the pry hire for Tech. I think he checks a lot of the boxes, seems really engaged and excited to be in Blacksburg. Uh, but I really like the UVA hire too. They're different programs, and each program brought in a coach that seems to fit the profile of the school. Yeah. But again, it's been 24 years. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm going to pick Virginia Tech in this game. Yeah, I think uh, I think that Tech's going to have a lot to play for for this game. It, the, you know, the past couple of years, especially when playing UVA, they seem to always be playing for bowl eligibility or you know close to it. And I think it's going to be the same this year. They got a tougher schedule: uh, Boston College, West Virginia, at Carolina, at Pitt, Miami, at NC State. You know, uh, and then of course they play Liberty right before they play us. So they got Liberty this year, not us, which is tough. But yeah. they they very well could be playing for their sixth win, uh, which you know would be huge for them, even though their their bowl streak is broken, technically. Um, so you know, I I think it it is what it is. I don't think there's anything we can say. We're gonna know a lot more about both teams once the once the season starts, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is too early to call. <laughs> All right, <laughs> because as you said, should we win? Yes. Will we win? Probably not. So, you know, it's always fun, and that's why we play. It makes it so much sweeter. It makes it sweeter. That's what I'm gonna All say. Right. That's what I'm gonna say. 
Um, we wrap up the season then. Unless, sorry, do you have anything else on tech there? No, I I was just my wife is looking at me through the window, so she's making weird <laughs> faces. Hey, CJ. I know. <laughs> anyway, but I, I got nothing else. I'm excited for this season. I'm gonna try and make a couple games, and I you know I hope to see you there as well. Uh, if you can ever drive up for a game or so but it's not that that's far the plan yeah i mean three and a half hours if i come up it's for a weekend uh so yeah that's the plan hopefully make it up there and i think both of us concluded you know probably different levels of success for mm-hmm. tony elliott in this first season you know i have us at seven and five and then four and four in the acc so really right about where vegas thinks we are i put that as a mild success for tony elliott seven wins is an improvement upon last year get to go to a bowl game, which I think is probably the minimum that you want to expect out of this season. Uh, you have Virginia. I won't force the tech pick only because it's tech. If there was anyone else, I'd, I'd want you to make a pick, but I'll, I'm, I'll leave tech as is. So you have us potentially 10 and two, potentially nine and three. Yeah. So a very successful season regardless there. Which I think is great. You know, if we, if we ignore the tech game, a nine or 10 wins is awesome. A 10 wins is amazing. If we if we win ten games and lose to Tech, I think I still might be happy. Virginia, I think, has only had one. They've at least had one uh, other double digit win season. I think they've had two double digit win seasons in the program history. One so was Tony Elliott gets it. One was the Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl, we were nine and three regular season, nine and five at the end of uh postseason really okay i guess you're right okay we should have looked this up i believe it was late 80s early 90s virginia one if not two seasons they won 10 games you're probably Uh, so listen i mean this would be in your scenario a pretty historic season for uva (laughs) (laughs) what can i say i believe in the quarterback (laughs) i believe in the wide receivers really i'm just bait i'm just hoping they carry us down the stretch because i think that i think they're gonna have to you know we had the second best passing game last year and that was with brennan injured for some of the some of the second half of the season Mm -hmm. i'm really excited for this team i'm excited to see how coach elliott does and i'm looking forward to to going to some games and cheering on my who's so you know you know how it goes but rob any any last words any last thoughts the only thing I'll say is, man, I really wish we still had last year's offensive line. Yeah. Because if we'd had that, I'd be tempted to change my pick against Illinois. And I might be tempted to change my pick against Louisville too, mm-hmm. uh, which could push us up to nine wins potentially, maybe even pushing for 10. But I think with the offensive line as in flux as it is, I feel comfortable with seven wins. I think the defense is actually going to hold their own. I think it's going to be a nice step up for the defense. Okay. Uh, but the offensive line is, you know, continuing to come up with every game I pick. I think that's going to be the biggest weakness for UVA this season. Yeah. yeah. I told you this before we started recording, but Michigan has three more scholarships than they're allowed to for their team. And so Jim Harbaugh is going to have to remove some scholarships from players, which is just a garbage move from a garbage person. But uh olu olotimi is one of those guys and you know if he had just you know bought in 
to Tony Elliott's vision. Uh, I think I think this season could be really special. Uh, just just even one, you know, just one more solid guy, and the center's probably the most important. So, you know, but it is what it is with nil. You got to take what you get, and I, I'm gonna, you know, enjoy watching this season anyway. So it'll be fun. I do have one shout out. I want to shout out Wayne Talapapa won the starting job at Washington uh, just today. So uh, it's Monday, the 29th. So congrats, Wayne. We miss you. Hope you do well as a super senior at Washington. Yeah, that's awesome. Really happy for him. <laughs> he might have enjoyed this offense a little more than the last few years, though. Probably. So. <laughs> Probably. You know, when you're leading Russia has only like, 350 yards you're definitely yeah. gonna enjoy almost anywhere else 324 excuse me yeah. you can enjoy almost anywhere else more almost so, with, yeah. with, with that being said we're pretty much done so let us know what y'all think our our record will be will it be better will it be worse will it be somewhere in between let us know definitely let us know on twitter you can follow us at guys and ties pod go ahead and follow us on uh, Instagram and uh, uh, Snapchat, the other one, Snapchat, for <laughs> any bonus content Rob puts out there. Uh, always a good time. You can also follow Rob's personal account. He he's got good. Uh, although are you are you blocked right now for school purposes? Yeah, but if you <laughs> if you request, I most likely will accept. But yes, please please request. Uh, Rob's a but great. Yeah, follower. I've been told when you search my name on Google, LinkedIn should be the first thing that pops up, not Twitter. That's so good. That's we're private a good for the strategy. time being. Okay, but anyway, give us a follow on iTunes and Spotify too, if you if you'd like to keep uh, listening to what we got to say. And as always, go Hoos, beat Richmond. Go Hoos.